The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. Take a shot at betting the NBA with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with Fandle, official partner of the NBA. The ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Let's roll, baby. We're at the Barclays Center as the Brooklyn Nets absolutely steamrolled the New York Knicks. And I got to be honest, I've been to a lot of sporting events over the course of my life. Like, way, way, way too many sporting events over the course of my life. This tonight, and I'm not trying to be dramatic. It's a regular season NBA game. In the grand scheme of things, does it mean a whole lot? No, absolutely not. This has got to be the, one of the most boring sporting events I've ever witnessed in person because the game was literally over like, like three minutes into the game. The Knicks had no interest in playing defense. Kevin Durant was able to do whatever the hell he wanted to do. Brooklyn hit three after three after three, and the game was over, like literally over at 13, 14, 15 points up. Really as simple as that. Some, you know, sometimes when we do this, there are like grand thoughts. There are like grand conclusions. There are like these, these well thought out opinions that maybe come to mind and whatnot. Today, I don't got anything for you. What I got for you is that Nets absolutely whooped the Knicks. Period. Good for the Nets. You know, they've been the butt of all jokes all year. We know that. They fired their head coach. Their second best player is in a witness protection program because he acted like a total clown. And you know what? They got a new coach. They were fired up. They came ready to play. They spoke the Knicks. 
Good for them. Now, my big takeaway with the Knicks, they got to find a way to get Barrett going. Barrett has been off to start off this season. And I know traditionally he has been a slow starter. Holy moly, Barrett has stunk up the joint. I mean, watching him in person tonight, and again, I don't come to a whole lot of NBA games, like, in person. I don't go to as many Nick or Nick games as I do Yankee games or, yeah, not even Met games because I'm in the damn studio all the time. But you get my point. Barrett was just forcing the issue. I mean, every which way forcing the issue. Randall had a good start to the game. After that, the Knicks, just non-existent. Reddish looked lost, totally lost. Brunson had a terrible game. And listen, the Knicks are a team that's going to beat the teams they should beat. And they're going to lose to teams that are better than them. And even with all of the drama and the problems and the dysfunction of the Brooklyn Nets, let's, let's be real about this. The Nets are a better basketball team when they're humming. When they're humming, they're better. Like, there's nobody on the Knicks that can do on the basketball floor what Kevin Durant can do. Period. End of discussion. There's there's nobody on the Knicks who can do that. So what you end up watching is an all-world player put on a show. He goes for 29, 12, and 12. Then they shoot the lights out. I mean, they're basically shooting from 55%. Don't even look at the final shooting numbers at the end of the game because they missed a bunch of shots in garbage time. Look, there's a lot in my sports life that I am very excited about. My football team is very high on that list. I know for many of you, your football team is high on that list. I got to give you some real talk with the Knicks this year. I'm not particularly excited to watch them on a night in and night out basis. I'm sorry, I'm not. They're a average team. They have some interesting pieces, yes. But, like, they don't excite me. You want me to be honest? I'm being honest. The Knicks are not like, oh, I can't wait to watch the Knicks. I can't wait to watch the Knicks. I'm not there right now. I watch them. It's my job. I got a responsibility. But, like, that that passion, that energy, it's not there. Because they're a middling, like, middle-of-the-road NBA team. They're not a total dumpster fire. There's that. They have some competent NBA players. There's that. But am I, like, stoked for the start of the Knicks season or the heart of the Knicks season? Not really. Not right now. Maybe that changes in a month from now. Maybe that changes in two months from now. But kind of my feeling on the Knicks is meh. Meh. That's really the best way to describe it. They're a very meh team. You know when a team has buzz and when a team doesn't have buzz. And the Knicks normally are a team that you want to put in the buzz category because of Madison Square Garden and because of, you know, everything that comes with playing on 8th Avenue and 7th Avenue in the 30s. Like, you know the deal. But, like, did the Knicks have, like, a must-see TV type of team? No, they don't. They don't. And there's a lot of parity in the NBA, and, yeah, you could tell me the Knicks are going to make the playoffs. I'm not jumping for joy watching this team night in and night out. And if you are, more power to you. You're more of an optimist than me. Now, I can't wait for football on Sunday. Like, that that now, for me, is, like, it's must-watch. For both New York teams... My team is like the new greatest show on turf. Like that I am genuinely excited about. Genuinely. And it's great from a New York perspective. I mean, we didn't have Daniel Jones this week. He's on the bye. Good for him. We'll, we'll get the uh, full recap after they play the Texans on Sunday. 
Can you believe we got two legitimate teams that got a chance to make the postseason for the Jets and the Giants? Like, this time of year, normally these teams are out of it. They're dead, they're buried. And it's like, I don't know, Halloween or Thanksgiving. Instead, we'll have the Giants playing a Thanksgiving game, which is a monster. And we'll talk about this tomorrow when we do our Football Friday pod and we got all our football regulars on. Giants can't slip up coming out of the bye week. Texans, Lions, they're two of the worst teams in the NFL. You're playing both at home. You got to beat both of those teams. Period. End of story. And I'm seeing now, Knicks don't have a star. It's obvious they don't have a star. And listen, I didn't want to trade Barrett for Mitchell. I'll I'll be the first to admit that. Donovan Mitchell looked pretty damn nice on this Knicks team. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, Let's lit it off. We head to our guy, Mike, who gets us started. Uh, Mike, we're at the Barclays Center. Uh, I'll be home in 15 minutes, so there's that. How are you, my friend? What's happening, pal? JJ, what's going on, my friend? Mike, all is well. What's up, dude? Um, they, I, I, it's so hard for me to 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 know where to go with this because you you know it, it's a long season. You don't want to overreact to one game. They probably just came off their best game of the year. Uh, against Minnesota, and, and then and then they they come and they and they come out with just no. They, it, I don't want to say no heart. I mean, I'm not going to say no heart. They were flat. They were completely flat. They were not ready. Here's what I would say, Michael. They were not ready to play. The Nets, to their credit, were very much ready to play. The Knicks were not ready to play at all. One thousand percent. I, I so I'm I'm a full time referee. I ref all year round basketball. This was like watching a high-level AAU team play against the CYO rec team tonight. And, and it just shows the state of even without Kyrie, the Nets are 100% a better team. And, look, I, I was – I hate to contradict myself, and we uh, we spoke. I, I kind of was leaning towards you and not wanting to get rid of Barrett. But, you know, you just said, you know, the Knicks aren't box off. And you know why they're not fucking box office? Because they didn't get Donovan Mitchell. They don't have a star. And it's, you know, it's – I'm going to the Garden in a few weeks uh, for the first game of the year. I, I try and go to five, six games games a year. And, you know, and it is what it is. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But it, it it's frustrating to watch. You know, I was home. I didn't have any uh, – I, I was home. In- Michael, I got news for you. If I wasn't at this uh, at this game, this game would have been off midway through the third quarter, and I would have been dialed into Tehran on Apple TV. I mean, let's be real. Bro, the game was over. 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 And, yeah, I mean – you know, it, it, I look, I, I shut it off at half. There's nothing really else going on. So, I, you know, I peeked in and out with, you know, the, the rest of the second half. I seen, you know, they made that little run to get, to get it to 15 in the third quarter. I said, all right, maybe catch this down to 10. And then they couldn't, they could, they could make free throws either. So what the fuck? I mean, it was just, you know, it was over and, and, uh, you know, We'll see where they go. Mike, I can guarantee you this, bro. You're going to get more competitive games uh, on the courts when you're refereeing over the course of the weekend than what you got at the Barclays Center tonight. Appreciate the call, man. Uh, this is a tough watch tonight. Very, very tough watch. Like, And trust me, I've been to plenty of dud games. Like, That's what happens when you go to a lot of sporting events. You, you see some duds. This is up there. This is up there. I'm not like angry. I'm not, it's a game 10 or 12 or whatever of the regular season. It's not going to be keeping me up at night. But it's one of those games that was over, I mean, in an instant. I mean, for like two and a half quarters, I'm like, can I start the live now? The problem is you wouldn't hear me. 
See, that's one thing they do here. They do a very good job. They blast the music in here. I mean, it, 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 I feel like I'm basically at a rock concert when I come to the Barclays Center. They got the, the fabs here. They got this. They got that. It was it was cool. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I like the idea that I can get home now in 15 minutes. That is That is the best part about coming to this arena. I really could walk, if we're being honest. There's not a chance of hell I'm walking tonight. Uh, I'm just, I'm not in the mood. I, I did my Peloton. I got my running. I am walking tonight. Uh, I'll, I'll bite the 15 bucks and take the Uber. The great Kenny in Staten Island joins us. Kenny, uh, you must be on cloud nine with your football team, by the way. Oh, it finally, finally took the bills out. You know, now, you know, perfect time for a bye week where we can go up into New England. And, and I expect to win the game in New England. Finally beat them. If it wasn't without- well, you're a better team. Listen, as long as the quarterback is not going to screw it up, you're a better team. Kenny, did you see? Now, I didn't I, I didn't look at, like, next week's lines. It just, on the ESPN app, I scrolled ahead a week just to, like, look at scheduling or whatever the reason. New England is opening up as a five-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. Can you believe that? A five-and-a-half-point favorite? Zero. Zero respect. And listen, if I'm Robert Sala, I'm using that to my advantage. I'm using that to my advantage. I'm using it to my defense's advantage. I, I, I said this, Kenny. I went on one of the NFL shows on The Ringer, The Island, with Nora Princiati. Really good. Really enjoyed our chat. I made the case. There's not a defense in the NFL playing better than the New York Jets right now. I stand by that. Oh, yep. They, they, they rotate that defensive line. They got six guys that they just keep bringing in. And, you know, look who made the, the, the play at the end of the Bills game. When, when Huff comes off the end and basically knocked the hell out of out of his arm. Well, listen, they got six pass rushers, and they have Gardner and Reed playing out of their freaking minds. I mean, nobody could have. And, and let's be fair about this, Kenny. Nobody could have expected this out of Sauce Gardner in year one because that position's hard to play. That is not an easy position to translate to. A rookie to come in and have the impact that he's having. Holy smokes, dude. He's playing great. And Reed is a really good player. So you have a great pass rush. You got top corners. You got a well-coached scheme. You got a bunch of guys buying in. And Kenny, now you can dare to dream a little bit. Listen, they go and win four more games during the playoffs. And with the uncertainty now of what's going on with Josh Allen, I still would argue Buffalo is the team to beat. They're the class of the division. But if Josh Allen is going to miss, I don't know, two to four weeks, that opens the door for the Dolphins and the, and the uh, New York Jets to have a chance to win the division, dude. JJ, I still say that list. Oh, Kenny, we'll be there. I already have the flight booked. The ticket, uh, the, the ticket prices are going to be a problem, though, Kenny. I mean, that is, we're going to be dropping a shitload of money to get in that game. Might 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 have to buy them now, or I got to use some connections to uh, to get good seats. Well, and Kenny, I warn you now. You want to be on that Dolphins sideline because if you're on that road sideline, you are going to bake. You're going to, and listen, if you want to get you want to get a little suntan, then you could sit on the Texan. Uh, I'm doing that. I'm sitting on the Texan sideline at the 50-yard line when I go down two weeks. Uh, but you're going to get a little suntan. Just know that. Uh, well, listen, I got a strange feeling if the game means anything, it's going to be a Sunday night game. Well, not only that, Kenny, it could be a Sunday night. It also could be the Saturday night game. Because in week 18 now, ESPN has the ability to go and flex two games into Saturday night. Last year, I remember they told they, they, they ended up going with two god-awful games. They took, like, Kansas City and Denver. Games stunk. And then they took Philly and Dallas, which also stunk because every, they had everything wrapped up. Poor planning. 
poor plan. And, and the Eagles shit-talking to it. I'm saving the receipts, buddy. We'll see you in the playoffs. And, and, and nothing, let me tell you something. Nothing would make me happier to go to Nashville for the first time. And I respect the hell out of Vrabel. I think he is a fantastic coach. Derrick Henry, Hall of Fame running back. But to see that loser Tannehill go and go absolutely gimp against the Dolphins and Pua to stick it to Eagle and the Dolphins get their first playoff win in 20 years and he's there to see it. Oh, I, I, I beg to the heavens for that to happen. I really do. I beg. I beg to the heavens for that to happen. I don't even want anything for Christmas. Give me that and I'm happy. Bradley, hello. How we doing? JJ, it's so good to talk to you again. Bradley, the pleasure is all mine. Uh, I, I'm right now staring at an empty Barclay Center. It's actually kind of eerie, to be honest with you. There's like nobody here. Oh, jeez. I feel you, man. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine what MSG would look like. Uh, they got blown out at MSG. Yeah, listen, this was a uh, total bore, dude. Total bore. But credit the Nets. Listen, the Nets have had to deal with a lot of adversity this year. A lot of it was self-inflicted with the Kyrie Irving stuff. You fire a head coach. And then you have guys who are probably in that locker room who are sick and tired of it. They're playing much better ball. That's been obvious over these last few games. And, and watch, I'll say this about the game in a complimentary way. Watching Durant do his thing in person is pretty cool. I mean, say what you want about the social media stuff and, and you know, the idea that he ended up going to the Nets and not the Knicks. The guy is a fantastic, fantastic player. There's no doubt about that. Uh, without question, he's he's top five in the NBA. Definitely. Still at this point, even at his age, uh, no question. Totally, yeah. I mean, and also like, let's the Giants, man. I, I'm I'm just so happy they're doing well, man. I can't wait for these next two games. And I'll isn't it nice, Bradley? Bradley you have a game to look forward to. I mean, isn't that I mean, fantastic? Isn't that fantastic? It is. It's like it's. It, I haven't felt this way in a long, long time. It's like refreshing to feel this way, where you feel like they can go and win a game. It's coming, you know, like, you know, and anything could happen. But, you know, it feels good to have that confidence that they could go and win a game. And I'll tell you what, these next two games against the Texans and the Lions, they are going to be huge because after the Lions game, they have four straight games against their division opponents. And that is going to be their biggest test after Detroit. I'm telling you that for Well, that's going to show you what kind of progress you've made, right? The idea that you can go and play with the big boys of the division. Because, look, Philadelphia is going to win the division. And if they don't, Dallas is going to win the division. Both of those teams are just, simply put, way ahead of the curve in comparing them to the Giants. The Giants are in the first year. They cut players. Nobody expected this. I bet you Joe Shane and Brian Dable, if you put them under a lie detector test, they would be the first ones to tell you that they didn't expect this. So, you know, it's a, it's a pleasant surprise. All of this is gravy. All of it is house money. But at this point, Bradley... Look, you want to make the playoffs. I totally understand. Make the playoffs. Yep. I mean, that's that's the goal right now. And I'll tell you what, too. I mean, if they win these next two games, and listen, I in my heart of hearts, I think Beckham, I hate to say it, I think he's won Dallas. but if- I can't see him with the Giants. You know, I could be wrong about this. T- to me, unless Odell doesn't kit, and I don't want to disparage the Giants, if his number one priority is to win, He's not going to the Giants for this season. If he's literally, if he's literally in it to go and ring chase, to go and get another one, you're going to Dallas. You're going to Buffalo. Uh, you're going to wherever. You're not going to the Giants. You're not winning a Super Bowl with the Giants. Now, he may say the hell with that. I want to be back in New York. I want the lifestyle living in New York. He's got the, the supermodel, I, I don't know, girlfriend, wife, baby mama, whatever the case may be. 
Uh, she might want to go to New York, so I, I don't know what the deal is there. But if he really wants to win, he's not coming back to the Giants, at least this year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes I, – I, and I totally respect your opinion. I mean, it, it makes the whole sense in the world to go out of the Buffalo or Dallas. But the way I the way I look at it, the reason why I say the Giants too is because, you know what, he'll be that number one weapon from Jones. I mean, let's be real. I mean, he'll be his number one target. And he'll get a lot of double coverages, triple coverages probably. And he'll have to open the ball more like Slayin, Robinson, and Bellinger when he gets back healthy. That's the only re- that's the way I look at it. If, if he were to come to the Giants, which. Well, listen, he would help Bradley. He would, he would 100% help. Uh, and I'll take it a step further. He could come back on one knee and be the best wide receiver that the Giants have to offer. I don't, I don't think there's any question about that. Appreciate it. Beckham was instrumental last year in the Rams winning the Super Bowl. And I was one of these guys that gave Beckham a hard time when he was here because he was about Beckham. He was tough to take. He was immature. He didn't get it. Beckham got it last year. He went to a team that had to win. They needed a second receiver. He didn't complain about getting the ball. He wasn't a diva. He wasn't high maintenance. And he played his ass off. I, I I I made so much money in the prop market betting Beckham props. I, I so much freaking money. I was like bummed out when he blew out his knee. I, I think everybody was, and it changed that Super Bowl. Otherwise, I think the Rams would have smoked Cincinnati last year. They would have smoked them. Right now, I gotta admit, I um, the NFL and, and say what you want uh, about officiating this or that. They got such a good thing going. I mean, I I, I say it. Every week, I can't wait for the games. Like, last week, the games, on paper, the slates sucked. Games, they were fun. They all come down to the wire. Teams easily get back in games. Like, it is such an idiot-proof product. It is so far and away king compared to the other sports. It's not even funny. And it's not even a knock on the other sports. It's just, they, they got it down to a science between... The product, the excitement, the gambling, they just, they do. You you can't tell me any other way. I'm sorry. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, File a claim right on the State Farm mobile app and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Let's head to great Charlie and Elmhurst, who's up next. Hello, Charlie. How are you, buddy? Hey, JJ. Great talking to you. Uh, my goodness. My, uh, I have a migraine right now. I have to watch. See, you have a migraine? I, I almost fell asleep. So uh, good, good for you for having a migraine. I, uh, I wanted to start this Spotify Live two and a half hours ago watching this Nick Nick game. Oh, my goodness. It stunk. Oh, oh like rebounding, 48 stinks. He's complete zero on course. Barrow, slow start. I mean, complete no show. There's just no show. And uh, 
losing against it is, I mean, I gotta say, I, I, I don't, it's a not, I, mean, I put the, I, that team is anonymous team for me. So, but I mean, it's, well, you don't like the idea of losing to them. You know, they're a joke with all their dysfunction. You, you know, they're firing coaches. Their second best player is making inappropriate comments and is in witness protection right now in the NBA. And he's basically got to beg Adam Silver uh, to go and get back on the court. Yeah, you wanted to stick it to them tonight. And, you know, Charlie, I saw the betting line tonight. And when we gave out our same game parlay, and by the way, I need one more freaking point out of Brunson and I needed one more three out of Kevin Durant, but that's why you call it gambling. But why do I bring that up? I saw the line today go from two and a half to three and a half with the entire world on the New York Knicks. That kind of led me to believe, Charlie, the Knicks are going to be in for a rough night. I didn't realize how rough a night, but that kind of that kind of put me in that uh, frame of mind, you know? Yeah, bad beats, but like, you know, we got the NFL stuff going on uh, this Sunday. I'm looking at Dolphins. Your Dolphins. Listen, that's a tough game. That's a tough game, Charlie. I think they can find a way to win. The line has gone from five and a half to three and a half, and Cleveland is spunky. They can run the football. They get after the quarterback. That is a recipe to beat the Miami Dolphins, disrupt Tua, and win at the line of scrimmage. Cleveland can do it, and they're desperate. Now, the silver lining for the Dolphins, Jacoby Brissett stinks. I had to watch Jacoby Brissett play way too many games for my team last year. He is more than capable of giving you a couple, but maybe it's a little revenge factor for him, whatever the case may be. I will, I'll will. i tell you this, spoiler alert, I will not be taking the Dolphins as one of my five in the uh, Vegas Super Contest. By the way, we're over 500 in old school, new school. Eagle Eye and myself right now are 29-14-2. and two. In the circuit contest. And if you want to follow the standings, choose Monor Mongo, whatever the hell our stupid name is. But if you want to follow us, you can see uh, the record speaks for itself. I'll check it out and definitely I'll stay tuned to the old school news. Yeah, listen, Benigo is 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 a man possessed, to be honest with you, Charlie. The guy doesn't have the, the guy goes three of uh, three oh and two, four and one, five and oh, the guy doesn't lose. Yeah, I mean can't wait for that. Uh can I? Comment on the uh, our beloved. Oh, the GM, uh, the the wonderful GM in the New York Yankees. Uh, you excited about Josh Donaldson coming back? Oh, baby, oh, baby. But first of all, he doesn't have a contract. Why is he allowed to talk? It's bizarre. No, you're absolutely right about that. It is beyond bizarre that Brian Cashman does not have a contract and yet is handling his business like he's Vito Corleone uh, with the Yankee media. By the way, that was a joke. And any of the any of the questions that were asked in that press conference was so embarrassing. They were such softballs. And yeah, you can make the argument, JJ should have been there. You should have asked him yourself. Well, I wasn't. Okay. I can critique the people who were. Uh, Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman did not get one tough. Well, Sweeney asked him a couple of tough questions. I'll be fair. Sweeney did. But for the most part, it was a total farce. It was a total waste of our time. That's number one. And then the GM meetings. I I, I mean, the Yankees got to give it up with kind of for for telling me how good a defensive shortstop he is. It's insulting to my intelligence. And then the Donaldson love affair. Brian, take the L. You lost and you lost big, buddy. Oh, my God. I mean, like, unless uh, the the Yankee owner, uh, the, what is that, snake his stance? I told you, I'll continue my stance. Uh, when I go to game, pay to go to game. Scotty joins us. What's up, Scotty? JJ, uh, yeah. Brian Cashman and walking around. I mean, I'm like, Jesus Christ almighty at this point. I mean, 
first of all, the fact that he's coming back is a joke. I mean, I mean, the same shit every year. I, I'm just sick of it. I mean, well, I didn't, but we all knew this was coming. So like, what do you expect? Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised, Scott. You're not surprised. I'm not surprised. And <laughs> here's what would excite me from the Yankee perspective. Go and act like the Yankees this offseason. But you and I both know they're not going to do that. Now, I would like Andrew Benintendi back. That'd be a good move. But where? what we got to figure out, though, obviously Aaron Judge is the number one topic of conversation. What are the Yankees going to do with Aaron Judge? Is Aaron Judge going to be a Yankee for life? Yes, we all know that's number one on the agenda list. But they cannot run back the same team and then try to sit there and tell you they're better than the Houston Astros or they're on par with the Houston Astros. They're not. So how do you close that gap? What is the move that you make? I don't see them spending big money for a shortstop. Fine. They love Anthony Volpe. They have Peraza. They think one of those guys is the answer. Fine. Then play them right out of the freaking gate on opening day. That's number one. Number two, where else are you making a difference-making move? That's what I need to figure out. Are they, are they going to act like the Yankees and maybe flirt with a guy like Verlander? Even though their pitching is terrific to begin with, I mean, that's a move, Scott, that weakens Houston and makes you better. There's not many ways you can. I know the offense is the problem, and I can't stand the left side of the infield, but they have a kid at shortstop coming up, and they still have LeMayu, and until Donaldson is gone, he's still there too. So how do you get better? That's the question. I wouldn't go too crazy about when Cashman said about Donaldson because he said the same thing about, what's his name, about Luke Voigt last year. He was going to be a starting first baseman, and he was gone. But, I mean, I don't know. It's Maybe it's a little different situation because, I mean, the fact that the, him and the kind of Falefa, I just can't. I'm like, do I have to deal with this shit again? <laughs> no, I can't. I, Scotty, I'll be honest with you. I cannot deal with another year. I can't and Josh Donaldson at shortstop and third base. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. That'd be a disaster. A disaster on so many different fronts. All right, let's take one more and then we'll say goodbye. Quick one tonight. The great Jeff Money in Queens. Money. What's up, buddy? What's up? Did you look over the uh, tomorrow's game at all? Or no? uh, I do. I have a play for you. I will be on the Carolina Panthers getting three points against the Atlanta Falcons. Well, we're on a family. I know it's not part of our five, but we're on a family play, at least for the Thursday night game. I, I like it, my friend. I like it. That makes me excited. We're in on Carolina. Beautiful. And I'll, we'll have our five for tomorrow on the uh, voicemail, and I'll get to hear also uh, Joey B and, uh, and you on your old school, new school going on there. Yeah, listen, we have been cooking with old school, new school. We have had uh, a couple of winning weeks here. We're back over the 500 mark and money. Listen, maybe it's now your turn to get hot and start rattling off a couple of weeks. Do you feel good or lousy about the card after 3 1 and 1? I feel, I feel okay. I did feel a little bit better last week, but. I thought it was a little bit tougher this week. I don't know about you when you looked it over for this week, but uh, I came up with a came up with a few games there. Uh, we'll see if we'll be matching up on it all. How would you feel about this week with the card? Uh, I to be honest, I don't feel great. Uh, if we're being perfectly honest, Jeff Money, I have not locked in anything outside of two plays that we talked about, and I don't feel good about either one now with the way the lines are moving. So, like from a circuit perspective, I may not take them. It's it's not it's not pleasant, bro. But listen, we're now at the point of the year where it's put up or shut up time. No excuses. A lot of teams are on bye weeks. You got to find a way to make it work, my man. And that is what we will try to do. Absolutely, you just got to watch out for the uh, stay away from the quarterbacks that are in concussion protocol or 
Thumbs that I have messed up with their arm there. We, you know which team that is. So you know, yes. Well, listen, that Ram game is a perfect example. I, I was looking at the Rams as a potential play, fade Arizona at all costs. I mean, to me, that's a winning strategy and a winning proposition. But tough to fade Arizona if it's not going to be Matthew Stafford at quarterback for the Rams. So there's a lot to chew on. Listen, I, I need a coffee or something to wake up after this game. Well, total bore. Credit to the Nets. They smoked the Knicks. Fun being at the Barclays Center. I mean, the hospitality here, fantastic. Fun hopping on with all you guys and gals. I am back tomorrow. New York, New York, Football Friday show. All the pomp and circumstance. Good job by Stefana. Had technical issues to start the show. We figured that out, so I appreciate that. Uh, I am out. JJ out. Enjoy your night. Be good, everybody.